Lake University. And uh, thanks, Kyle. Her missy was. Yeah. Uh, Nairobi. Yeah, they're in Nairobi. Uh, her missy was a student at New York University, studying on a master's. Came to Washington Square Park, which is right next to New York University, and not me, but someone within the Spread Truth group led him to Christ. He graduated from New York University, went back to Kenya, really felt the call to reach his people, asked Jerry and Spread Truth to come over, and uh, that's really how they got into Kenya. Um, and Hermissy, knowing some of the Kenyan government officials a number of years ago, went to visit them, and he got them to agree to give him all of the public schools in Kenya to go into and share the gospel. Uh, phenomenal thing. But there's one program that Spread Truth has started in Kenya, and uh, it's called FGM. It's the fight to end FGM. And uh, it's called female genital mutilation. It's a big thing in that culture, I guess. And I'm not going to go into it. There's a brochure on it. Uh, it's up here. You can grab and, and read on it. It's, it's, you know, phenomenal situation that's just scary. But uh, anyway, so now we got, thanks, Kyle, for getting this going. I probably should have prayed to start this, so let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to share and hopefully encourage each one of us, Lord, to uh, uh, share our faith with those we we come in contact with, Lord, uh, each and every day, Father, through uh, our day. Father, we pray and thank you for this time. Amen. Okay. Uh, several things. Jerry may have mentioned it, but I want to just cover it again. Um, there's a... Uh, the story bracelet that's uh, uh, you can wear that's a real conversation piece, um, and uh, it's uh, the card comes with it. You can carry it. It's in English and in Spanish. Uh, real good way to start a conversation. Uh, you know, the green and create is creation. The blue is the fall. The red is the rescue. The yellow is the restoration. And uh, if you take the card, I don't know if you memorize or what's best for you, but it's a real easy way. I've, thank you, Kyle. Um, it's a real easy way to get a conversation started. Uh, I would encourage you. I saw uh, someone, if you don't want to wear it on your, on your wrist, I saw someone in New York this, this year um, have it on their book bag. A student had it on his book bag. And he, that's where he wore it, and that's where he got it. Go ahead. We also make these available during the Halloween outreach season. Yes. For anybody to pick up. Uh, we usually have uh, tables set up at the North and South Commons doors, and we uh, encourage you to hand these out with your, your Halloween candy if you do Halloween candy. Yeah. yeah. So we make these readily available. And a little happy Halloween bucket yep. That's what we do, too. Thank you. Uh, well, if, uh, thank you, Justin. You brought that up. How was your response when you... I don't know because we're not home on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there's some missing. So some missing. So, yeah, so we, we handed out two bowls of, of uh, these at the um, Halloween event that I, I helped coordinate this year. 
and uh, Craig and uh, Connie Johnson helped volunteer to hand those out with me and, and we set up a parade of businesses and, and churches and, and we handed out two bowls of these these bracelets to uh, people in the community. Very good, very good. Uh, a large bowl of these and a large bowl of candy. Of course, we're gone too. Well, we're that's what we do. Yeah. But, but probably three quarters of the bowl of these are gone. That's always better for the candy. Pass these, just take one and pass it around. Uh, this uh, world survey, worldview survey is coming around on a sheet of paper. This is one of the things Jerry might have talked about in the video or in person. Uh, you're getting what's called a worldview survey. And <clears throat> trying to go up to someone and engage a conversation sometimes, New York or wherever, because of our culture today is sometimes difficult, correct? I mean, it's... People don't want to open up sometimes there. And we all know that probably more since COVID, right? It seems like our culture is so closed anymore. And this is something that uh, Spread Truth developed a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was before COVID or maybe after COVID. But, you know, we just are, are trained to walk into a park in New York and ask, you know, these questions. There's just five questions. How did it all begin? You know, just asking the question, how did it all begin? You know, uh, what do you think went wrong? Uh, I was using this question in Washington Square Park in New York. Uh, what do you think uh, went wrong in Washington Square Park one year? And there was a Jewish man, because that's a big Jewish area right in there in New York. And it was interesting... <laughs> I asked you this question. Uh, he uh, put into this spiel for about two or three minutes on um, if we would have never let the Muslims in this country. And when I first thought, oh, okay, but you know, he was Jewish, so his his culture, where he was coming from, okay, uh, was quite interesting. And I didn't use the rest of this. What I did was I said. Uh, do you think that we can have peace in the world or in an individual? And it was very interesting. From that, I was able to share the gospel with him. And uh, he didn't accept Christ, but at least, you know, uh, I didn't let, I can't say I'm good at this, but I didn't let him control the conversation. I was able to get him, you know, away from that. But certainly... Uh, you know, thankfully, the Holy Spirit or God gave me that moment to think about, well, why is he against the Muslims? But like I said, his background, Jewish background, would have probably <laughs> caused him to think like that, right? Wrong. It's just the way he is. But this is a real nice thing to have. It gets, again, if you're concerned about asking someone about, you know, where they're at, this is really good. Use a lot especially in Washington Square Park because of that Jewish community. Okay, and these things are up here um, if you need to use them. Um, the big thing that uh, uh, is the story, okay? Story goes along the same way as the bracelet does. Uh, I've taken it and just used it. Would you pass those out, please? Thank you. Um, 
and it goes right along with the bracelet. If you want to use it in bracelet, you don't have to, but it explains, takes, you can walk a person right through it. And you don't need to use all the verbiage that's in here. It's just very helpful um, to have and to have in your mind, you know, uh, of that, of what you want to talk about. Uh, this, uh, there's a story maker. Uh, this is more the children's version if you're with a child, you know, or you're approaching children. This is the, the story maker is more the children's side of it. Basically the same thing as the story, but it just kind of puts it more in a child's frame of reference, you know. Um, what I, and you know, um, simply what I probably shared with this class before with others, uh, I simply, uh, in New York, a big thing is, <coughs> What's the, what's the one biggest thing that people are lacking? Not, not just Jesus Christ, but what's the one word when I, what are those people lacking today? When you talk to someone at work, your neighbor, coworker, whatever, what are most people lacking today? Empathy. Pardon? Hope. Hope. I'm sorry, what was, somebody said something else. Empathy. Apathy. Apathy, peace. Uh, but peace, but hope. What's the one thing we we hear about in our world today? Hope. We in this room, hopefully each one of us have come to know Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, and we have the hope in Jesus Christ, don't we? But the world doesn't have that. The world doesn't have peace. The world doesn't have hope. The world has apathy. Because what I mean, whether it's pre-COVID, after COVID, whatever, it's there's hope. There's no hope. I saw that especially true the first year after COVID. Uh, took two years off from uh, New York with COVID, but that first year I went back after COVID, which would have been last summer, a year ago. That's the first thing you could see on people's faces on the street in New York. They were so. It was just dark. It was blank. It was. You know, and when you got to engage them, it was hope. They have no hope. They have no hope. And what do we have as believers in Jesus Christ? Hope. And that's what we need to share with the world, don't we? So, Kyle asked me just to share a little bit, train a little bit on that. All I ever <clears throat> have done in New York is um, just go up to someone and say, is there anything I can pray for you about? Now, of course, they look at you, but they'll share with you. Oh, my daughter is this. My my son is this. My husband's this. Uh, I tell this story a lot. Um, I was in uh, the, the uh, area of the Bronx, and there's it's a it's a five spoked area. Five streets are coming in. Buses, cars people. And I remember uh, working with uh, Elizabeth out of Birmingham, Alabama. And we were standing probably 20 yards from a stairway coming up out of a subway. And we had this lady walking towards us that had flip-flops on and a long top that just covered a little bit of her bottom. Nothing else on. And 
I think Elizabeth and I saw it both at the same time. And I said, Elizabeth, you're going to have to take this one. And the lady was coming right at us. So we just asked, we just engaged her, could we pray for you? Well, she just got kicked out of an apartment. Her boyfriend just kicked her out. She had no clothes. And we just started talking to her. And we prayed with her. And probably 40, 45 minutes later, she accepted Christ. The nice thing about this story is, probably two doors down behind us was this uh, women's clothing store. So Elizabeth had this idea to get another lady or two from our group, go into this clothing store and buy this lady some clothes. And uh, I don't know if they bought her a pair of shoes, but they bought her some clothes. Okay. Came back out with the clothes. He talked to her a little more. And what you do in New York is you always get their name and stuff, and you turn it over to a church in New York. But the point is, within about 20, 30 minutes after we did that, the lady, unbeknownst to us, who owned the store, came out and asked what we were doing. We shared with her. She goes, don't do anything. Stay right there. Don't move. She goes back in the store and gets her husband. They both come back out, and we were able to lead both of them to the Lord. I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, but believe me, folks, when I first saw that lady come out of, out of that subway stairway with hardly any clothes on, I'm like, yikes, you know. This is like, what do we do with this? But you know what? What are we there for? Okay. So that, that's what I'm talking about, you know, engaging somebody just with the gospel. You know, the, can I pray for you? You know? Um, that's, that's all it is. I, didn't ha I don't have one. Maybe you've seen it. Justin, maybe you had it for Halloween. The uh, Spread Truth Coloring Book for Kids. Do you remember? Do you I don't know if you've ever seen it, but yeah. Spread Tooth has a coloring book for kids. <laughs> Very thin. I probably told this story before, so forgive me. I'm in Washington Square Park one day, walking and around and around and around with a lady. And on the north end of Washington Square Park, there's people, there's tables, chess and checkers and cards and games. They're just, they're playing games. Okay, again, Louis, I think my East Peoria roots, you know, uh, my naiveness, I go over and engage this guy at this table. He says, well, if you pay me $20, you can play chess with me. I got to pay you $20 to play chess? You know? So we walked around three or more times, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go do this. I don't know how to play chess. So I told this guy, I said, I'm going to give you $20. I said, I know you're going to beat me. Okay? We tried to engage him in some conversation during that chess. He was really uh, just a block there, okay? The lady that was with me, in her little bag, in the conversation, she asked him, do you have any children? He said, yeah, I got two girls. So we, he, she brought out this children's coloring book. And he left the game and went and got his wife and two kids. They must have been close by somewhere. And we had the opportunity to share Jesus Christ with his wife and his two girls. He wouldn't listen, didn't want anything to do with it. But his wife accepted Christ. And, you know, uh, he wanted me to play him again. But again, Louis from ESPR, I'm smart enough to know I already lost 20. I'm not going to lose another 20. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, just things like that. There was a guy that, no, he didn't in Christ, but we had an opportunity to share Christ with him. You know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I think sometimes I as a human make it difficult. 
I gotta, I gotta hit this guy over the head, this person over the head with Christ. I gotta share, you know, we all probably have heard the four spiritual laws or the Roman way, or you know, I gotta go through this whole book with this person. And you know, that's not what Christ is telling us to do. It's just telling us to share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Right? It's not, you know, it's go ahead. It's interesting though that he was closed off to it but wanted it for his wife. Yeah, I yeah, it was amazing. Very interesting. You know. Um but so I guess my my hopefully I'm kind of going around a lot of circles here, but uh if you have a phone, okay, um, there's two apps that you can get on the phone that Spread Truth has been a part of, okay? There, and, I mean, if you ask my wife, I can talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Right, Karen? Correct. Okay. So I don't have, and if some of you in this room know me, been around me very long, uh, you know I like to talk. And uh, and you know some of it, I can tell stories. Now, believe me, what have I told you before? A good story is embellished. Okay? You're not lying, you're just embellishing it a little bit. Okay? Karen had a, a guy from North Park College that became a pretty famous storyteller, right? And so one of her brothers, I think, ruined with him in North Park. So I'm asking one of her brothers one day, what about this What about this guy? And her brother, I think it was her brother John, said, Mark, he embellishes every story he tells. Not a lie, he embellishes it. <laughs> so but the point is, th th there is an app called Question in a Box. Okay, Spread Truth developed it. And uh, let me get to it here. And it's a, it, it, I don't know if you could see this or not, but there's four boxes here, and it says, we just met. Okay? You go into that. What is your favorite thing to do on a Sunday afternoon? That's the question. Nothing too hard. Uh, next question there. Who is your favorite athlete? Is it just an Apple? It's supposed to be Apple. It's, it's not an it, it should be Android. It says Questions in a box is not available for your device. Really? Okay, I'm sorry. I, for an older version of Android. Maybe. maybe. Anyway. But here, here's another one. What is your dream vacation to be like? I mean, that's just... Um, let me go back. Uh, here's acquaintances. Um, if you could be a character in any fairy tale, what would it be? Conversation starter, folks. That's all it is. Uh, good friends, who is the one person who can always make you smile? I mean, that are you more afraid of missing an opportunity or making a mistake? Um, then there's the big picture. Okay, what do you believe is the source of true joy and happiness? Do you, do you believe people are inherently good? That's... Uh, I mean, question the box, the conversation started. There's another app that Spread Truth has called The Story. Just called The Story. Okay? It will walk you through... I mean, uh, it will walk you through the same thing that's in the story booklet. It'll walk you through it. It's very 
simple to use. Uh, in fact, you can watch it. You can, you can have it on your phone and somebody, you can show it, just have them watch it. Okay? There's a, uh, uh, there's languages. I think there's uh, 23 or 28 languages. Uh, I mean, Arabic, uh, Korean, Russian, Sohahi, Japanese, French, Hindu. Um, I'm in uh, New York one time uh, a couple years ago, and uh, we have this uh, Chinese lady that we're trying to talk to. And the lady all of a sudden says, wait a minute, we got it on this app. So we went to the app, and we walked her through the app. Okay, everything in the story is Chinese for her. Uh, we had to go get somebody to help us lead her to Christ because we didn't understand what she was saying. But we found somebody in our group that is a professor down in the South that led, was able to lead this person to Christ. Um, and again, it, it just encourages us, hopefully, as we go to New York, to share Jesus Christ. Um, I've done it on the campus of ISU in normal, a time, one time. Uh, right after COVID, uh, a lot of Oriental students couldn't get back home. So Jerry McCorkle asked me and some other people to come over to ISU and do some uh, Oriental stuff. We used the app because <laughs> I have a hard time speaking English, you know, let alone something else. But the point is, um, you know, um, we have all these tools, and all I want to do this morning is just encourage you. You know, I mean, uh, if I didn't know Justin, I could walk up to Justin and said, boy, Justin, where's your hope? Who do you place your hope in? If Justin wasn't a believer, what could that be? You know, any of us in this room, what could it be if we didn't have our hope in Jesus Christ? You know? Would it be our spouse? Would it be our kids? Would it be, you know, let's face it. All of us in this room have kids. We like to talk about our kids, don't we? Huh? We don't have to meet anybody very long. And especially if you're a grandparent. You know, you love to talk about your grandkids, don't you? Huh? Maybe I should take this time to share my, uh, the fact that we had our grandchild last night at our house. You guys all want to hear that, right? But my point is, you know, what do people want to talk about? Okay. Go ahead. I have a question for you, and you don't have to answer it now if you want to do it at another class. But um, my question would be, like, I feel like it's a lot easier to share Christ with people who do have something they want you to pray about, who don't have hope. But how do you approach the person who doesn't need hope? Right? Like they're perfectly happy in their life. They don't have a problem or a care in the world. They don't need you to pray about anything. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. and they're not afraid of death. They got right? the world by the tail already. Yeah. Right. I feel they do, right? Yeah. I feel they do. Yeah. Right. Like they're, um, like we have family members. We have a, a close niece and a nephew who we engage a lot and we have dinner over at least once a month. Um, and they're, they're fine. You know, they think Jesus is a fairy tale, just like Santa Claus, something that people make up to be happy and have hope in. 
they don't need that, right? Like they're, so, you know, of course we just stay engaged and pray that God will reveal himself to him and her. But is there a way that you open up opportunities with someone like that? I guess is what my question was. Anybody got any thoughts? I think one thing is, is, okay, so you've got this life down, but what, what's going to happen when you die? Because, because that's the one question I think everybody, even Christians sometimes, I think we, when somebody Welcome asks to engaging them, the public know, square with a better story. There's something I'm so about glad you're here. Evangelism is our joy. Or, or maybe, you know, say, uh, you know, I was just at, or have you ever been to a funeral? What, what is that? You know, the finality of death, there's something about that 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 even I think most of us would just take a second to, uh, it, 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 it brings back the idea that we are mortal creatures, you know. Well, my sister has died, so they've experienced that. My mom has died, so they've been at her funeral. And, mm -hmm. and we had a Southern Baptist preacher <clears throat> preach at my mother's funeral who did a phenomenal job of giving the gospel. Um, they don't, they're not, they're like, well, when you die, you die. I mean, well, because I don't just, think they, they don't accept the Bible, right, as really true. They accept it as a, a book, right, that has some great stuff in there and religious book. But again, if for someone who doesn't accept the Bible as anything authoritative, it's really hard to get people to focus on that. So there's a book that I'm reading right now called The Cold Case Christianity, and it's written by a detective in L.A. He's a cold case detective, and he basically says it's great to have a testimony. You only say God did this for me or God, but you know, you also need to have an apologetic, which is you can prove that the resurrection happened, right? That's that's provable. The, the gospels are provable, and so sometimes you just need to take people like that and kind of walk them through the evidence by say, joining us on our end. It's true. It's not just something that's worked for me. It's actually true. And the other thing might be that if going along that same line, uh, is there a way that you can, you know, just because you think uh, something isn't true doesn't mean it's not true. I mean, let's take gravity, for example. Do you think that standing on the yeah. top of a building, if you step out there, do you think you're an exception to the rule of gravity? Yeah. Well, obviously, nobody's going to do that. So, you know. Exactly. I, I would encourage, it sounds like, you know, you love them well, and you're sharing the gospel with them, right? Um, that's probably the most powerful thing that you can do is to continue to love them well um, and, of course, pray for them. Um, trials will come to them. And then if you're the person that loves them the most and loves them well, who will they come to when they're hurting and suffering? And so, because it will come. And then where can you point them to? So right now, things are going great. Um, and it might continue on, but... You know, God um, might be merciful and gracious to them and humble them. And we need to all come. Remember, we all need to come to Jesus as children. And so um, keep praying for them and keep loving them. I think that's the most important thing to do. But um, Yeah, we're inviting them over for dinner more often, I think, just so that they're around us a lot. They can have that opportunity to see us. Uh, hear us, and then also have that opportunity to dialogue with us if something comes into their head. Yeah. Right? So, and I think I think what you're doing is is fabulous. So a lot of people will just give up, and you're like, oh, I'm wasting my time. 
Yeah, with my sister's passing, I, I treat him like my own child, right? Mm -hmm. Like I treat him like my son. I treat his sister like my daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. But when she died, she accepted Christ, and they were so angry at us. They made us leave. They didn't write me even into the obituary. They basically said she came to Christ for you with no other reason. And so we just tried to look past all of that and just let time pass, and then time healed, and we were able to still have a relationship. And so even that, even through all of that trial, That's a wonderful it did not yeah. even budge them, you know. Yeah. It's great that they're coming over. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. really great people. I mean, they're great people. Yeah. I mean, Karen, I have a neighbor. That's lived by us for 25 years, hasn't he? Bob's lived by us for 25 years. And I probably have brought up his name before to you. <coughs> Bob's an agnostic. He's a lonely man. He lost his wife. He has, more, he has some children, but they don't live local. Um, but we've just kind of continued to just love on him and share when we can with him, you know? And, and Bob, is, do you think Bob's 75 mm -hmm. years old? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's a type of, you know, Gina, going along with what you said, uh, Bob has a good heart, doesn't he, Karen? He, he would do anything in the world for you. He aggravates me a little bit because <laughs> when I'm out in my yard, he always comes out. And uh, whatever I've done, he would have done it different. <laughs> and he would have done it better. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> could you close your blinds, Bob, on your house and, and you don't know I'm outside when I'm outside? No, no. But, you know, uh, we've had some good times sharing with him, haven't we, Karen, at times? You know, uh, so, Gina, I understand what you're saying. He's, we pray for Bob, we share with Bob, because uh, Bob has no hope. I mean, he, he doesn't do anything patiently, you know, uh, the two things I don't like is bowling and fishing. And that's the two things he likes. It's like, he tells me how good of a bowler he is, but he invites me to go bowling. It's like, I don't want to go bowling with you. I might go to the Christian Center and do the lanes with the bumpers along the alleys. But anyway, I'm getting away from it. Well, what Kyle said made me think of what someone said one time to me. It's share the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah, yeah. Right, like sometimes it's just love on people in a, yeah. in, a, in a way that Christ loved on you. And Absolutely. Christ, I guess. The Holy Spirit will convict. Convict. Yeah, so that's what you're, you're quoting. So that was... Um, you remember that, Kyle? And you said that? No. Oh. It's a famous guy from Francis... I don't know. Well, it was Katie in our church that I could quote. Okay. <laughs> She's the one that said it to me. I don't know who really yeah, said so, it. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, it's centuries ago. He's a famous guy. In the, yeah, I, you're right. I, I don't know who it is, but... Francis of Assisi? Yeah, I could be wrong. But that is... But then, but what he's referring to is Romans 15. Share the gospel in both word and deed. So, sorry, that's Romans 15 or 16. You wanted to say something, Diane. You had your hand up. I think that... Yeah, I think this is Gina's situation, but it resonated with me. Um, it takes a lot of faith and courage to open your mouth and share, and then it takes 
and the reason you might get that courage is because you want to be the person that wins in their life. And you have a, had a wonderful friend who the Lord just plucked out of Islam. And whenever he told his testimony, he started like 15 years before he accepted Christ when a Christian woman gave him dinner and then as he was leaving to get away from a Bible study, she just put her hand on his arm and said, I will always pray for you. And he identified that moment as the first time he felt like God might actually exist and see him because he remembered a Christian somewhere praying for me, even though he was not a Christian. And I've thought many times, it takes a lot more faith and humility to be willing to be a part of someone's journey towards the Lord, even though you would want so much to be the one to pray their sinner's prayer with them. Yes. And yeah. so yeah. It, it's interesting, but it's an encouraging thing. Like, okay, I would be willing to just be the small part, even though I want to be the change for you. Yeah, I like to my 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 uh, opinion of myself. I like to be the one out front. But yeah, I can share a great um, testimony to that. My niece, his sister, you know, again, it was a very term, turmoil of whatever the word is. And uh, about a year or two after my sister had married, she invited me to go up to Chicago to see the art museum that she and her mother had gone to. And during lunch, she was asking me some questions and told me about how the security guard at her, um, she is a secretary at an alternative high school, and how the security guard at her high school was sharing Jesus with her. And it was just really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've asked you, I think I asked you this the first uh, uh, session we had together. Uh, what attracted you to your spouse, to Christ, to your best friend? What attracted us to that person? I mean, think about it. Go ahead. Yeah, he loved me no matter what, because... I can be good for a certain amount of time, but the longer you know me, the more vulnerable I become, the more you see the different colors I am in different situations, and and you still hug me with the same passion, um, not worldly sexual passion, but I love you who you are. Yes. And we've been married almost 40 years, and I'm still like, the more I'm married, the longer, the more I see what a gem God gave me. Yeah. And, and he's still the same. So my point of that question, what she shared is, um, you know, love attracts us to the person, doesn't it? You know, we've talked about love and hope here, but love attracts us to Christ. Love attracts us to our mate. Love attracts us to our best friend. Why do I like my best friend? What you just said, he accepts me, no matter what. I don't know about you. 
I hate to admit this in front of my wife, but I'm an ugly person. You know? I'm not nice every minute. <laughs> Sorry, Justin, to blow your bubble there. But uh, I'm not nice. The mornings is a rough time. You know, I, you know. But what attracts us to Christ? It's what we've shared a little bit already. That person, my dad, that person next door, that co-worker shared, the security guard shared whatever it was. Might have been just the simplest thing, right? Sometimes it is the simplest thing, isn't it? Sometimes we humans like to complicate it. But really, Christ is offering us a hope. He's offering us salvation. And what do we have to do? We have to admit that we need Him. You know, um, have I got into some discussions in New York that I've been scared about? I don't know the answers about. Absolutely. But hopefully I've walked away from that person and that person has some idea that Christ loves them. And there's a hope. He offers salvation. You know, and as we, you know, all of us are in this room, it was brought up earlier, we're going to suffer. Go back to the suffering conference here a few weeks ago. It's online. You can listen to it. We're all going to suffer. We're going to have a bad day tomorrow. Christ still loves me. We're going to have a bad morning tomorrow. Karen still loves me. You know, uh, we're all got... And, and you know, uh, I think Jerry might have mentioned this. I brought it up. One of my favorite things in New York is the story wall. Uh, the story wall I've shared with you is you just ask them to fill out, tell a story about themselves. And you have them nail it to the wall. Pray with them. And the joy of that person's heart that walks away from you. You were just a vessel, right? Maybe you didn't want to be in New York that week, that day. Maybe you had bad travels from the hotel in Weehawken, New Jersey, across the, the Hudson River that we'd stay in, on the ferry, to get on a bus, to get to where we need to go. But, you know, I think I told that story about my being in that park this past summer, being that girl. She'd been abused for three years. She wrote her story on the wall. Prayed with her. She accepted Christ. That's the beauty. And the point is, all of them have a story. Some of it's ugly. Some of it's beautiful. What do we know about our God? He makes our story beautiful, doesn't he? You know, we've all come from different places. Me and Louis came from East Peoria. That was utopia, wasn't it, Louis? Wasn't that awful close to heaven, Louis? No, no. But my point is, we've all come from different backgrounds. We all have hurts. We all have joy. Okay? But again, Christ offers His love, His hope, His salvation, that we can go on. 
okay, that we can go on. Uh, one more story has nothing to do with spread truth. Talk about hope, talk about salvation. I go to the Fulton County Jail the second Sunday of every month to do the worship service for the ladies and the men. There's a lady that's 22 years old in the Fulton County Jail, been there for, whew, how long, Karen, I've been talking about this girl, two, three years, maybe longer? She killed her baby. I don't go down on Tuesday afternoons with a man from Morton that goes down and meets with the individually with these people. But the young lady has come to know Christ in the last six months, maybe. Okay? She's facing some time in prison. But Ken Helmuth just told me within the last month that he met with her, and she said, I know God will go through me, with me through this. Isn't that the promise that we all have, that Christ gives us? This young lady is facing some long time in a prison, but she's accepted Christ. Now, is she going to wake up tomorrow morning and feel like maybe God's not there? Probably. But that's the whole, that's why we go to New York. That's why we share Jesus Christ, don't we? We have that hope in Jesus Christ. However, in this room, however us, any of us came to Christ was because somebody shared with us, didn't he? And we can have that opportunity to share it with others. Were you getting ready to say something, Rod? Were you getting ready to say something? No. I thought maybe you had some knowledge you wanted to, I thought maybe you, wanted to, you had some knowledge you wanted to share with us. Go for it. You know, and, uh, but I don't know if that's helpful this morning. Hopefully it's what I'm trying to encourage you that use these, the worldview questions, use these booklets, uh, use the questions in a box if you don't know how to start a conversation. You know, is somebody going to reject you? Absolutely. Is somebody going to love you? Absolutely. Is somebody going to think you're like, you know, you haven't got back from Mars yet? Absolutely. Is somebody going to ask the question, are you and, are you and Louis friends from East Peoria? You might get that question, right, Louis? We joke about East Peoria, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, but uh, am I going to be fearful tomorrow morning of sharing Jesus Christ? Yes. Share with him. Share him. You know, share him. You know, because, you know, that person's hurting. That person's got ugliness in their life, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle, anything closing you want to share? What's next week? Yeah, um, so, yeah, so this is uh, Spread Truth is a great ministry that we partner with. And um, if you want to learn more, go to the website. It's great. We're going to equip you next week um, with... Uh, you guys, many of you know Peter Lindell, um, and uh, he works with E3. So we're going to give you two different ways and methods um, to do that. So this is Spread Truth, and we're going to do Peter Lindell. Then Peter Lindell is going to come the following week, and he's going to help you guys with, so you have somebody's interested, but what do you do? It's like, well, you, you don't want to give them, hey, I'll have my pastor talk to you. It's like, no, you're the one that has the relationship with them. 
So we're going to give you, um, Peter Lindell is going to be here and show you that. He, um, he has a great packet that is awesome that I went through with him on that. And then we have one last one um, after that. But we want to really kind of, this is the practical side of things, um, just to kind of equip you. It doesn't matter what method you use as long as you're using something. So you want to pick something that you're going to use. Obviously, you want to have something that's true to the gospel, of course. Um, but, um, you know, it's, if anybody comes to you with, well, I got this better method, and it's like, well, I like my way of doing evangelism better than your way of not doing evangelism. So we just, <laughs> you, you want to pick a method that you're going to use. It's like your go-to. It, it's not the only one that you want to use. There's a whole bunch of different ones to use. Um, but um, he just rattled off three of them that are excellent. So um, what you don't want to do is get caught into the minutia of things. You just want something that's comfortable, that you're practiced with, um, and uh, go from there. So. And what's the verse? Be ready to give an answer yeah. to the hope that we have, yeah. you know, for yeah, the hope we, we have. We want to go from regular conversations, spiritual conversation, gospel conversations. And the, and the Holy Spirit will help you get there because Satan will fight you at every level. And you'll be surprised at what Satan does as you go um, and have those conversations um, and you get thwarted. So, And I think I, I could double check and we can let you know. Uh, Jerry McCorkle mentioned it. There is some online training coming out. I don't know. Did, yeah, he didn't February. say. Oh, it's February. Thank February. you. So we'll yeah. um, be in touch with that. So Yeah. Um, and you can. Yeah. And that's. That, that's good to get. Um, so, okay? The hope we have in Jesus Christ. Okay? They're going to reject us. What did the Lord also promise in His Word? They rejected me. They're going to reject you. Okay? But, Christ didn't stop though, did He? Kept going on. Kept going on. Okay? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for much, so much for this morning. Thank you for being allowed to and talking about, sharing about uh, how we could share our faith with others. May we take some bit of this as an encouragement to go forth and to share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ with others. Lord, especially this coming week with being Thanksgiving, we're going to be most likely around family and friends and neighbors or whatever the case might be. May you give us that boldness and that opportunity to share that faith and hope we have in Jesus Christ. And also remind us, Lord, we're not responsible for the results. We're just responsible to be the vehicle for you in sharing Jesus Christ. We love you. Thank you for loving us. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good week. Okay. Justin. Yes, uh, sir. So uh, those things were used well, huh? Yes. Yeah, we, we've bought them the last few years uh, when it's come to the outreach ministry supplies yeah. when I'm for to Halloween. All I want to do is share it with you. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, this you is... Want me to uh, take it home? Well, Midwest Food Bank.
has developed this. Yeah, and they're that. taking it into Kenya and, their, and other places so people can have eat. I tried it the other day and it's not too bad. I wouldn't say I'm okay. Now, what they do say is people are adding chicken or beef or something to it. Okay? But oh, yeah. basically oil tea with so. It's Midwest too. Yeah. But the, the point is... I've seen it before. Oh, you have? Have you adjusted? But the point is, there's country... Kenya was the biggest... Was the beginning of it. And people that needed food. Okay. It's a neat... It's a neat idea. Yeah. Thanks. And it comes in bigger packets too for uh, people. So... Okay. You good? Yep. So, are you? You got next and week. And the next two weeks. So me, I'm going to do next week, and then Peter Lindell's got the one okay. after that. And but then you have the last one. Okay. And then we'll talk about what, how you want me to wrap up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We uh, hand these out with the the Halloween outreach, and then we also buy from them <clears throat> some uh, pamphlets that are just. Uh, Thanks, Louis. They're Halloween. Well. Excuse me. I hope I hope bringing up the East Peoria thing wasn't hurtful to you, Louis. Wait, wait. Uh, were you, Louis? Were you in my sister's class? Or are you older than my sister? I graduated in '65. Oh, okay. My sister was '68. So, so anyway. So, Justin, you know what's interesting? Were you talking about uh, when you were giving those out? Was that that night up here at the, in town in back at all when you? Uh, yeah, Halloween night. We Halloween night, you were up there. Okay. I was dressed as Captain America. Oh, you and, were? And uh, yeah, I do costuming. That's my uh, hobby. Uh, one of my hobbies is doing costumes. Was that pretty? Was that so, pretty cool? Yeah. Did it you was, get it was the fun. kids enjoyed you? Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's neat. I get I get more reactions though on on non Halloween nights, obviously. Yeah. Like last night, um, me and my buddies we did uh, the Festival of Lights parade, and we marched with the Batmobile oh, you did? in the Festival of Lights parade. So really, yeah. Well, we watched it and saw the Star Wars guy. We were after the Star Wars after. guys. Yeah. About twenty eight <laughs> minutes in, we were we were there. Maybe I got a picture. I can show you. Wow, cool. I, I put lights on my costume and everything. Oh, you so did? That, yeah, so that way I could uh, stand out. I would imagine it's even more. I'm experiencing it's even more. Yep, here we go. So there's us in front of the Batmobile, and then okay, that's me right there on the end. Okay, in my Captain America costume. Oh my. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I gotta. I want to get Karen's attention because you could show her that because oh, sure. she was watching it with me. Um, yeah. Uh, Karen. Karen, you gotta. You gotta see this. Uh, yes. Me and my buddies were in it. We were walking next to the Batmobile. There I am in Captain America costume. Yeah. Oh. Karen, I'm going to go get him. Good talk nice to you. See you guys. Have a good one. Oh, Take care. Oh, my word. Oh, how did you get involved with that? Uh, so, my hobby is costume. And so, oh. I, I started with Star Wars costume. Oh, gosh. Jedi. I just went on our son. He has like three. What did they say?